With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell, joined as always by my co-host Marky D. Marky D, Merry Christmas, Happy Boxing Day for us here in Australia. It's Christmas Day in the US. We've got Kurtz in the live chat, George in the George Teston's in the live chat. No one you know was in first. It's Christmas Day for a lot of our listeners. They're going to probably be listening to this on the audio side in a couple of days. For those of you that are joining us live on Facebook, YouTube, Merry Christmas. We're excited to be here. You know, as people saying in the live chat, you've got Browns versus Packers, big implications for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Marky D, how was your Christmas? Yeah, it's pretty good, eh? Merry Christmas, uh, Maddie. Merry Christmas, BTSC. Merry Christmas, Steeler fans all around the world. Well, we are. We are worldwide. Uh, we're Steeler Nation and we're worldwide. We're global. Bit. It's just Mike Tomlin. Yeah. He never says global. I just got sorry to interrupt you. He never says global with the right context. Man. But we're global. I love I love Mike Tomlin. I don't care what anyone says. I love I love his Tomlinisms. I, I think he's one of the best coaches that we've ever had. But yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, what a fantastic treat and what a privilege we can have to have a podcast today in in American Christmas and Boxing Day in Australia. Um, I've had a good few days. I had my birthday on the 24th, like I always do every year, because that, that's when I was born. Happy um, birthday, so, yeah. Mark. Oh, thanks, mate. That, that's that, live, that, live, live chat. Yeah, so. that, that kind of helps me out there, having a bit of fun. And then we had Christmas yesterday, kind of chilled out. We had a barbecue for my birthday. We had some steak, with some friends come over, a few beers. It was good to get back to a bit of normality in life, as life has been crazy the last two years, as every single person around the world knows. Um, now I'm watching, or I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, Manny, but at the same time, I'm watching the game. I'm watching the, the, the Packers go up seven to six versus the Browns. Um, I think the Browns will ultimately lose this game. I think the Packers will, will, you know, they've won the division, but they need to get the number one seed. Um, things are happening in, in, in Australia and things are happening. It's just good to be like, like Merry Christmas. Hey, what a time. I, I can't believe we, we, we get to do a podcast on Christmas day in America. That's it. That's it. It's uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you wouldn't have thought you'd be doing this a few Christmases ago. Not at all. But, <laughs> but look, some massive news coming into this game. So obviously, um, you know, the first thing that we need to really note is uh, Big Press is not having the happiest Christmas. Um, Presley Harvin the third with his dad passing away, and our condolences um, to mm-hmm. him and his family. I mean, that's that's horrible. Your, pa- your dad passes on Christmas Day. No doubt, his dad would have been proud of him to get to see him play. 
last week against the Tennessee Titans. I know, Mark, you you know you wanted to mention something there, but I certainly well, think it's a it's a tough it's a tough day for Press Harvin. But it, it also highlights this time of year. A lot of people are going through stuff. People, particularly separated by family, through all this this COVID situation as well, and you know other family differences that are that occur, and that's true to every family. And um, you know this this time last can be really happy. It can also be a really tough time. Exactly, like you and I just talked off there. The Christmas Day is—I I find it puts a lot of pressure, puts so much, you know, you know, pressure on um, on, on families, and and you know, you think you have to be a certain way to do a certain thing on Christmas Day, but it really—it's just do do what you you know normally kind of do. Honestly, I didn't leave the house yesterday on Christmas Day. Um, me and me and my family, we just kind of uh, you know did our own thing. We put a different um, went to watch some TV because we were exhausted from the last few days. So, um, yeah. Prayers and thoughts to, to Presley Harvin, man. Like I've said, like it's just that's not a, that's not that's not cool. Like that's hard. That must be so hard for him to, to handle. He's out in this game too. He's taking a maybe a, a game or, or two games off, and maybe that's why he was struggling too. Um, hopefully, he got to say goodbye to his father um, as he as he as he laid to, to to rest. Like, and you know, sometimes even with my, um, I remember my my dad went over to see his brother in England a few years ago. And as he went over to, to, to England, uh, my my uncle was passing away, and my uncle held out for my for my dad to see him. So yeah. hopefully, maybe uh, Presley Harvin's dad held out until Christmas Day and, and and said, "Oh, now it's time time for me to go." Crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's a privilege for us to be on this podcast and to talk Steelers football, and we will we'll get we'll get after it. We're gonna we're gonna get so fired up. Um, but yeah, thoughts to, to Presley, man. And anyone in that situation, like I said, it's so different for everyone. Not everyone can have the big tree, the, the big, uh, you know, three or four story house or whatever and, and family everywhere. Some people are just happy with um, ordering a pizza and watching a movie. So everyone's different. And I know for, for, for a fact, I'm different. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and you and I are both different. We're from the future. Uh, but I think you guys get what I'm trying to say. Uh, but it's exciting. It's so exciting to be around this time as well. Um, for Christmas. And yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Brian Brown, you're very funny, but I'm not going to bring that out out of respect to out of respect to big press. We've also got Pat Freemuth out with the concussion. I think that's mm-hmm. a massive challenge in this game, particularly if the Steelers have to chase some points. Um, and then you've got Chris Wormley out too, who's been, you know, p- pretty good as of late and really sure. stepped up to the plate as well. So, um, you know, that, that that's a challenge there. Now, the breaking news, I think, is that Kelsey and Tyreek Hill have been taken off. Um, no, definitely Kelsey's been taken off the COVID list. Um, but Kelsey's a non-injury related questionable at the moment, according to in US Times Saturday the 25th. Uh, Nick Bolton, they're really their gun linebacker um, out of Iowa, who they drafted this year, who was a smoky for the Steelers as well, potentially. Um, he's also a non-injury related illness or questionable, which is interesting um, because he will really make it challenging for their defense. And then Lucas Niang, um, their offensive lineman and tackle. Um, he, he as well is not injury related designation, but out currently for the game. So it's a bit of an interesting environment because, you know, we've talked in the title of our show, we're talking about whether we're going to focus on this, whether the Steelers defense is better than the Steelers D is better than KC. And a lot of the stats would suggest that you know it's a, quite positive for the Steelers, but it's so hard when you don't have don't know whether Travis Kelsey in, is in, whether Tyree kills in. Like Travis Kelsey is basically a wide receiver for them. Uh, you know, a thousand you know yards on the season so far. You know, uh, it's it's an incredible performance from him. He's been targeted 122 times for 83 receptions. Uh, you know, you know there in seven TDs. So that's a massive massive plus. Uh, for the for the Chiefs if he's in the game. But when you go through some stats, Mark, but when you hear those different outs and you know where the Steelers are sitting right now, they've got this three-game stretch they need to win. Uh, you know, how are you feeling? Again, before we go into the stats, but how are you feeling, you know, with everything where it's sitting right now, this second, as we speak? I'm just happy they didn't call the game off. Yeah. To, to to be very uh, to be very frank, because I know they pushed the other game back with the uh, the Browns and who they versed last week. Uh, I can't remember who they versed. The that's, that's my that's my memory fading me. Yeah, the Browns. Um, uh, anyways, they pushed the game back for the Browns, and they had um, the other guys playing too. Uh, Washington <laughs> versus um, Washington. The versus... Raiders. They versed the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Yeah, my bad. Oh, that's right. The Raiders won another field goal. 
Yeah, that's right. It's Sorry. been a long well, week. It's been, it's been a long. massive long week. Um, the thing is, yeah, I'm just happy they're not like they didn't move because people have plans. Like you know, around the holiday season, people have plans to go to the game, and the NFL doesn't sometimes doesn't care about the fan because they move it for five players or ten players or whatever. So at this moment in time, the game is going on tomorrow, so it, it has to go ahead. Um, the, the Chiefs have some players out, and and you know, you, I think it's like fifteen players out or or something like that. They're missing That's their kicker. Crazy. Yeah. They're missing their punter. I'm pretty sure is that right? Yeah, and it's funny because uh, um, someone Townsend, I think it's Tommy Townsend, and then they've signed his brother, like Jack or Jake or, or something. I don't know. Starts with J. Anyway, but these, imagine that you're out with injury. They sign your brother. <laughs> there'd be there'd be football players on that team who wouldn't know the change happened. You know, we you had know? the we had an we had a one of our big telcos here, Optus. Um, for those of you in the states, kind of like a, a Sprint or um, you know, T-Mobile um, or a T-Mobile. Um, they did a campaign once where they brought out David Hassel. I think it's David David Hasselhoff's brother, and they brought out Brad Pitt's brother, and they got them in the ads, and they were basically just saying like like no fr- no you know no frills discount sort of deals. It was quite it was really quite funny. Like, can you imagine having your brother just step up to the plate for you? Yeah, but like I'm saying, like he, he could wear the same jersey. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> you know? No, it's still it's, it's still so odd. Like this is the game I think we okay, in in, in in the eye of the Steeler fan, I think the NFL fan, or actually the NFL fan, I think they wanted we're gonna lose this game. In the eye of the NFL fan, the NFL analysts, the Chiefs are gonna run over us. But at the same time, there's so many um, you know, few injuries and a lot of COVID protocols. So 15 players are out, and I can't even name half of them, but the Kelsey and I think Tyreek Hill might come back. I'm not sure. And then yeah, the kicker, Harris, Harris uh, Butkus, or whatever his name is, he's he's out. <laughs> is that his name, or do I just make a name up? <laughs> I don't know. No, I think that is his name. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the way I said it, I just sound pretty bad. <laughs> uh, look, he's out, so the kicker's out. So that's a that's a huge like miss, you know. Uh, we, you've seen us with with a, a a new kicker come in too. We didn't trust. Um, was it was this year or last year. We didn't trust a kicker to kick 35, 40 yard field goals. Um, the punter being out, it's just it, it levels the playing Butker. field to it's Oh, what I say, Butkus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Simpsons. That sounds like uh, Bart. Yeah. I'm still going to get up, it wrong. Ringing up like Mo. Harrison, Harrison, Harrison Butker. <laughs> yeah. Am I pronouncing the first bit too long? <laughs> I don't know, but it's not Butkus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, look. So many players are out, and the Steelers are, are in uh, win now mentality, like a playoff mode. And like you said, this defense—if we still have Hayden, um, uh, Minka, TJ Watt—you have to get after it. You, you've got to make this one. You've, you've really got to. If we can win this game, it's it's two more to go before we we have a chance for the division or even the playoffs. Uh, we lose this one. I don't know, man. But at the same time, I think we played pretty well last week against the Titans. You know, uh, defensive wise, the turnovers are great, but you know, get uh, letting up 200 yard rushing. I'm just, I'm at the point now, I don't know what to expect. And that's I think that's it. kind of good, good as well, because we had our hopes up so high. And now I really don't know what to expect. Uh, well, I do hope you couldn't have expected, perfect. I mean, you couldn't have expected last week three, turn, three turnovers in 10 plays. I mean, no one, no, you can't. Amazing. That, right? like, amazing. Joe, uh, Joe Hayden, you know, balled out. Jumped out and did a massive dive to get a turnover, um, and I don't know if when you get into it, uh, into a Manny, but that, uh, that, <laughs> that 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 spot was the worst spot in history. Oh, I can't. Um, I actually, I actually, I, 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 I can't <laughs> get into refereeing. I, I actually, I just can't. I, it, it's not going to be the... good for our listeners. It's not going to be good for YouTube. I'm going to get banned. I'm going to swear. I can't do it. I hate it. Get consistent. It's a billion dollar industry. Fix it in the off season. I'm done with it. Like. I, I was, I was seriously about uh, that. I was one play away from from turning off the NFL forever uh-huh. because I just want to say this. I want to say my little thought on it. Okay, uh, the player was short from the ten, right? He was he brought down at the eleven yard line. The first the first down yardage was located at the nine yards, and they gave him the spot at the nine and a half or the nine yards. But on the film and on the day when everyone saw it. The tackle was made before the 10 yards and the sticks were beyond the 10 yards. It was the worst play or the worst spot in NFL history I've ever seen, ever. And I was willing to go, hang on a minute. What is going on, NFL? What are you trying to, are you trying to give this game? Are you trying to let them have another chance? Because the spot was ridiculous. 
And they finally got it right, but they put us through the two minutes of, hey, how's it going? Should we give it to them? Should we not? And even when they measured the spot, it looked like a first down. They said, no, it's not a first down because I think they, they tried to make their error up. But the point of the story is Joe Hayden made a massive tackle save the season and it was beyond the 10, beyond the exactly Hayden, you know, jacked him up yeah. beyond the 10 yards. And then they were like, oh, no, hang on a minute. He was stopped at the, at the 10 or 11, but we'll give it over the 10. You got visual cues. And when it's like, you know, something's going to be, oh, maybe you do a pass interference here. You, you tackle that, you hit that. Or it could be subjective, right? When it's so visual and factual in front of your face, man, they messed up. And you never hear I, – well, I never hear a council or the ref saying, oh, well, they get fined. Why don't they get fined? <laughs> like, they should be fined. Like, you know, the, the players kick – the one player kicked a football the other day, the Saints player. He gets fined 5K. The refs don't get fined for a dodgy call. Well, yeah, and they – you know, in, in our – one of our leagues here in the NRL, they – you can be put on like demoted to the lower leagues or they can make you rest up for a couple of games. Like, you know, go back to the basics and maybe, maybe they need to visit something like that in the NFL. It's, uh, it's, it's like you said, they, they need consistency. They need like that guy needs to be, you know, put in time out. And like you said, with the, the Simpsons reference, you got to start, you know, writing out, I was wrong. I was wrong. Like a thousand times. It was honestly the worst. <laughs> it was honestly the worst call I've ever seen. And I freaked out. I was like, you cannot give that a first down. And then if they run the play, if that ball snapped, the play is over and this, it can never be uh, talked about again and then they might win. But they didn't win. They finally got it right. But I thought it was the worst play I've ever seen. No, I think, Brian, it's more that Mark and I have been talking. Uh, Brian Brown in the live chat brings up, why are we mad about this spot? It was never going to stand. It's just we're seeing a, a inconsistent, terrible, terrible calls made in this NFL season. And after 15, almost 16 weeks, we have had a gut full of it. But a lot of fans have too. So, hmm. Well, I wanted to go through a few things. So we're going to have about three rounds of this on in terms of some stats that I was pulling up. Because I think it's really key when we talk about this defense and, and what have you. So, Mark, the Steelers have allowed in the passing game 300 completions out of 463 attempts, 11th in the league. With net yards per attempt of 6.2, uh, that's 16th in the league. They've allowed 3,131 yards in passing, which is 12th in the league. They've allowed 19 TDs, which is seventh. And they've allowed nine intercept and they've sorry, they've taken nine interceptions out of the out of the opposing team's passing game for 20th. Their rushing defense is 27th in terms of attempts rushed on them. 31 in terms of yards allowed with 2014, which is just despicable every time I look at it. They've allowed 15 TDs which is 12th, they've allowed 4.9 yards per average per rush, which again is awful, 32nd in the league, and they've allowed 116 first downs. The Chiefs have on passing 372 from 566, which is second in the league. They've had 221 first downs. They've passed for 4,023 yards, which is second in the league. They're six with 30 TDs. They've had 13 interceptions. They average 6.8 yards uh, per passing play, which is eighth in the league. Mahomes has been sacked 25 times. Mm. In the rush side, they've had 1,500 yards, 1,538 yards for 19th, 13 TDs for 14th, and they average four and a half yards. When you hear all those numbers, and that's a lot of numbers, mm -hmm. what are you feeling? Oh, the one that stands out the most is the 4.9 average for the run game. Honestly, that's yeah. the one that stands out the most. That's the one that needs to be stopped. Um, yeah. And if all the other ones, you know, they're around the middle of the field. You had some, we were like, we were seventh, we were 15th, you know, a few times. Um, if we can stop the run, this defense can, can, can have a go because it, we played last week with the four turnovers, but we let up 200 yards. If we can let you know stop the yards under 100 yards a game, we have a chance to keep these scores down, and we can't let the Chiefs uh, run a muck and start to score points. Just can't do it. It just can't. It can't happen. So, and that's what our defense is. You know, it's been over the, the the mentality of bend but don't break kind of style, and that happened to a certain degree last week with the four turnovers, and we got three in in ten plays. But 4.9 yards is is pretty terrible because, like I said last week. As soon as you hand the ball off, 
statistically, you're going to get five yards or 4.9. And then you have a second and, and, and five, and you can do anything from second to five. Um, you can do another, another, another running play, a passing play. You can go deep, depending where you are on the field. You have to stop the run, and we haven't got the fellas up front to do it. And so we, we know that the, with injuries. So this is an interesting thing because before I went in and had a look at the stats, I was sitting there going, I actually don't – obviously, I care about the run. But compared to the, the passing game, I'm like, you've got to shut down the passing game. And I'm going to share a few more stats. There's quite a few more to come. but you know, And, and they'll highlight how important stopping the passing game is. But the point, the point here, you hit it absolutely on the head, is the 4.9 yards because we can't just defend against the pass and shut that down and then have, you know, then allow them to get momentum through the through the run game. I still think that, that, that stopping, you know, Mahomes and their passing attack is the absolutely key thing. But at the same time, you know, you can't allow 4.9 yards. And yes, we've seen a super chat. We'll get to that one before the end of part one. Oh, actually, sorry. Actually, actually, we're not having yeah. parts, but we'll no but more we'll, breaks anymore, mate. We no won't. We won't. Yeah, we'll go. In, we'll go into that later on. We'll go. Let, let's just get through this. <laughs> we'll do it before singing the slang. How about that? Right, yeah. Uh, so the next takeout from all those stats are that the Steelers allow two hundred twenty-three yards passing per game, one point three five TDs. They, they uh, take away 0.64 interceptions per game. They've sacked, they've had got 41 sacks on the season, 16 forced fumbles for 16 fumble recoveries, 85 quarterback hits, 76 tackles for a loss, and they allow 21.42 completions per game in the passing attack. The Chiefs passing attack averages 26.57 completions a game, 287 yards, 2.14 TDs. They throw almost an interception per game. And Mahomes has been sacked, as I said, 25 times, and he's fumbled it eight times. What do you think about when you hear those numbers? Got to get after, got to get after Mahomes. <laughs> you That's know, um, I was just trying to look up the, the KC schedule. I think they've, they've got a seven-game win streak. Um, but but basically, um, on the defensive defensive side, I think depending who's out and who who does turn up, um, Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. Okay, he, he can go out there, and he can win a game by himself. But I think you've got to play him very similar to how you play Lamar Jackson and contain him in the pocket, um, contain him in the pocket, and then and then and see if you can force fumble, see if you make him force a pass. If there aren't any stars out there, like there's no Kelsey, he might force the ball to someone else. And then maybe we can get a pick. And I think Joe Hayden helps in that, in that um, aspect as well. Who's going to be our middle linebackers? We don't know. I think Devin Bush is out with the, the COVID protocol. Um, so it's going to be very interesting because I, I, I don't see this team. Look, I see the KC can win it, but I don't see them running over us because we've been pretty competitive in these games and we need to treat this game like a Bills game, uh, like a Titans game. And yeah, people forget that we beat the Titans last week and they're the number one seed. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's a lot of things going on. Just because I, I just think we haven't got the offensive power like we used to. Because like I said in our Merry Christmas special, we haven't seen a 40-yard run. We're not consistent on offense. We're not really consistent anywhere. Um, it's like you turn it on and see what happens. But if they can go on a bit of a run here, anything can happen. Uh, Najee can start to really get after it. Now defense can start to really get after it. You think that TJ Watt's going to – you know what I want to say? I, I, I'm going to rant myself. You think TJ Watt cares about the draft? Everyone who wants to, to, to tank for the draft? Do you think TJ Watt? Sorry for pointing. Do you think TJ Watt? I'm just I'm pissed off now. I pissed myself off. Do you think TJ Watt cares about the draft, Maddie? Like, how are these people coming out? Oh, let's just lose the next three games so we can go 15th in the draft and get but, their overall but, but, pick. But, but, but the thing about oh, 15th yeah. in the draft, you can trade up for three places, right? You're not going to get a top five. If you're not going to get a top five and you don't have it there to get a top five. Who what cares? I'm getting at, what I'm getting at on, on this Merry Christmas Day is do you think TJ Watt cares about the draft or, or Cameron Hayward? They don't care about these these scrubs coming from college, you know? So don't just stop with that stuff. Like, stop messing around with saying we need to lose three or I hope we lose, I hope we miss the playoffs. It's better for the rebuild. Rebuilds don't work. Go to Jacksonville, go for, follow Lawrence Taylor or whatever his name is, Taylor who, whoever, and then you ask them about a rebuild. I think you need to be all in this game. We're going to the Chiefs. We won their last two weeks in a row. 
and just get after it. And TJ Watt with his with, with his press conference the last few days, he's on fire. He's ready to go. He's ready to go out and break uh, Michael Strain's record for the, the most sacks. Oh, yeah, 20%. So you, at the start of uh, your response back to me, you hit the nail on the <laughs> head, which is good because none of this is we, – we enjoy Christmas. We're not scripting any of this, guys. So you talked about the big plays. So for me, I, like it stands out, 0.92 interceptions point, point per game, almost one interception per game. Mahomes, eight fumbles. You talked about TJ Watt there. We talk about the Steelers – forcing 16 forced fumbles. The Chiefs offense has turned the ball over 25 times. But as we started off the show, and as this is going to be the big piece going into this game, is is Tyreek Hill or Kelsey playing? So the other stat that I went through, I went through all the touchdowns that they've scored this season, right? The Steelers have allowed six touchdowns of th- on plays of 30 yards or more. So you sit there and you're like, Eek. Okay, that's one almost every couple of games. That that's that's a big deal. The Chiefs have scored seven touchdowns um, over thirty pass yards, and it's like it's it's absolutely it's so interesting that they, these marry up. But the better part that's more interesting is that the Chiefs haven't thrown a pass over forty yards for a TD since November fourteenth. Um, sorry, haven't thrown a pass for a TD more than 30 yards since November 14th in the Raiders game. And they've thrown none over 40 yards since the start of October, which was their Eagles game, which is like the fifth game of the season. So basically what this tells us is that teams are figuring out what they're doing in the passing game. And even better still, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey have scored four of these seven TDs over 30 yards. And that the last, the person that's done it most frequently is Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey. It hasn't been done for the last six weeks of the season with any other player. So again, if one of these guys is missing, that's a massive challenge for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, it also comes down to, you know, uh, Minka, Minka on the backfield. He's starting to play some really good football as well. Okay. So you got to take down a lot of things I find with maybe Mahomes is very ad-lib, but Stick with your plays, stick with the receivers, stick with those kind of guys on the routes because they're going to get open. But if you can force Mahomes to go to his second read or you know where he's comfortable or just a bit of trickeration where you think you know where he's going to go to some certain fo- uh, uh, route coverage with a receiver, the defense is going to get after it. Like I said, TJ Watt and these guys, on, um, we've seen the pressure. Uh, TJ Watt leads the league in, in, um, in, in QB pressures and pretty much everything else. He's, he better win the defensive player of the year. If he doesn't, it's a something's going it's on. It's a travesty. Um, I, I don't care about the other stats. I don't care about the other rookie. You know, maybe even rookies shouldn't even win that. That I don't know if they should be allowed to win that award. I don't, I don't know. I'll tell you what will get me. If not, like Micah Parsons having a terrific year. But TJ should have beaten Stephon Gilmore out for it in 2019. Last year, you know, Aaron, like well, the gap was bigger between him and Aaron Donald than the gap between him and Gilmore. But he didn't win it there either. So if Micah Parsons can come in and win it off less 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 sacks, I'm going to be absolutely livid. We'll put it this way: isn't the other bloke uh, Trayvon Diggs has the same amount of interceptions with um as the as the guy in 2019 got the interceptions ten, mm. and he's like he's like third place to get it. It's a it's it's just all it's all it's all a, you know a contest for popularity. Um, TJ has to get it. I'm sorry, like he he'll get a few sacks in this game, and he's just playing playing lights out and. You maybe you give it to 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 Parsons, or I talk about Miles Garrett who's on now. But I think if if, if TJ breaks a record, mate, it's a shoe in, you know. But yeah. look, that's a long way away. Um, but getting getting back to Mahomes and and you know, make him make him you know make him run around a bit, make him run for the first downs. Like I've always said, and I'll, I'll keep saying to this day, the, the running quarterbacks they have to do a lot. If they go and mm-hmm. run 15, 20 yards, the next play. They're not going to call. They probably won't call a massive throw. They'll probably hand it off. You know, if they get lit up by Highsmith or Minka and a massive tackle, they're going to be really winded and sore. There's no way if I was a running quarterback and I ran around and got smashed that I'd be happy to go. Okay, let's do a uh, drop back three. You know, three feet and, and do a, a pearl of a uh, of a combination to a receiver. You know, you're playing almost playing a different position. You're playing like a hybrid QB kind of role. And Mahomes doing it all. He will get tired. 
But he also, will. look at the Super Bowl last year where they got thrashed. Oh, hey, he ran hey. 497 yards in that game. Great example. A fantastic example. Yes, he's a nine loss. I forgot about that. That was a great example. He ran around crazily. And that's going to tie you out. You can't, they're, they're like non existent yards. Wasn't there one play he ran around like 47 yards and got and got sacked or something? Well, look, it's, yeah, so, yeah, so many things to it. You have to get after my homies. And when that happens, um, it's just you keep him in the pocket or maybe runs around. And it's if he's the number one star and he's the only star they have, it's, it's better for us, much better for us. So the next thing on the defensive side, so. Because right now, to me, I look at this, I'm excited. Like, the other gap for me, too, is the Steelers are only allowing 223 passing yards and Mahomes relying on 287. Now, yes, even if the Steelers concede 250, it's going to put the pressure on the numbers um, for KC. But I went through all the touchdowns that the Steelers have allowed this season um, in on-off, obviously, you know, whether, however they've allowed them. But... It was quite interesting. When we talk about the Steelers starting slow, it's actually not the defense that starts really slow. It's actually the offense that's starting slow. So we've actually only allowed five TDs in the first quarter this season hmm. and seven TDs in the third quarter. So we're actually a lot better on defense coming out of the gates, both at the start of the game and halftime. So to me, I want to flip that and sort of think, well, you know, there's that classic saying, you know, of the best offense is defense. Well, it's also a good saying that says the best defense is offense, you know, and I'm, I'm a big believer in that because if you've got the ball, I'm going to throw an interception, the other team can't score. That's what we need in this game. We need the team to hold the ball. We need Najee hitting the holes because if we can turn that up in the second and the fourth quarter where we're not chasing points and we can capitalize um, off of this of our passing defense and the rest of what our defense is doing, then we're going to be in a really good place. And so for me, and I know we're only, you know, about halfway through the show and we don't do, I mean, from this week onwards, we're no longer doing a part one and part two. It's just one show um, on the YouTube side of things. I think on the audio side, it still might be two parts potentially. But the biggest thing for me in this game, and Mike Tomlin's talked about it, and we have not seen it all year, it's complementary football. And yeah, we've seen it at times and we've seen it enough that we're, you know, we've got a above 500 record, but there's not a game that you can really sit back and go, the Steelers completely put it together. You know, there are times when the offense has done an incredible job to come back. There's times when the defense has won us the game like last week and the Bills game, but well, actually special teams won that game. But this week, if we can play complementary football, Mark, I think we've got the answer and it starts, yeah. it starts off with the D. And that is what, and I do think RD is better than what KC can produce. To, to their defense, like to the defense in the NFL, we are versing players who are who are uh, you know amazingly talented on both sides of the football. So well, it's not again, like you've hit the nail on the head because the final thing I was going to say is the Steelers have had this defensive situation against the first strength of schedule, the toughest schedule in the league. But yeah, yeah. I'll let you go. Sorry, as, just... as much as much as we want to say, okay, the Steelers, like and I say it all the time try and get the seven points and then, you know, get a, get a three and out if you can. That's fantastic, right? And then if you get up by 10 points, the whole game changes. Then then they've got to start to play differently. But we're versing NFL football teams. We're not versing, you know, CFL football teams. We're versing NFL football teams who want to go out there and win. And this week, the, the, K, the KC um, Chiefs want to go out there and win. They're at home. So they're going to play really fired up. It's just stuff like, I think, we, yeah, we can't put certain things together. You know, the offense comes out and it's been like, what? Man, we keep saying it. Every single week we come out flat and you you go, oh, I hope for a big thing. I hope for, a, you know, a 70-yard 70, 70 uh, drive. And then we just turn the ball over three and out. <laughs> it happens every single week. Um, or we, we start to move things. Like last week was crazy. Was that's a good first play to DJ for a first down. And then we did nothing. Then we went through it. Then we, then we um, I think we yeah. got stuffed by the run and we, then we punted the ball away. So you do one, one, one amazing first play. But I think at the moment, Matt Canada can't really string these these plays together and build a, cons a consistent like drive to really figure that out. He might have one-off plays. Like he had that, that big play to Gentry was a great play to get the first down, right? Scheme-wise, it was fantastic. They didn't even know he was a receiver, right? But we can't, we can't put things together and say, oh, on this first drive, we're going to do, you know, this. We're going to run three times here. We're going to get Ben in five exactly. wide and start to use players. We're going to pick on this, this cornerback. 
it just feels like he's got like everything in front of him. He doesn't know how to, to you know, it's like he's making a, a, a salad or, a, or something like that. He can't figure out how to put things together. We have all the ingredients, how to put the salad together, but he's got, you know, five different types of dressings all over the shop. That's the worst analogy I've ever done this show. That is the worst analogy I've ever I done. I kind of like it though. I kind of like it. But that's a good segue. <laughs> that's a good segue uh, into Shield91, who super chat for this week. $5 in the tip jar. Thank you very much, Shield91. He says, Merry Christmas, mates. Hope you're having a great holiday. Hands down, one of my favorite BTS C shows, and that's all we'll share. Now we'll keep the rest of the secret safe with safe with you there, Shield. So thank you very much. Um, much appreciated there. Uh, yeah, and it, it, that's it, Mark. It's uh, you can't talk about that complimentary football. But hey, I think you know, even though we're we're taking out the part one, the part two is at least on the YouTube and Facebook side of things. Uh, it's that time again. It's that sling and the slang time. So just as Big Ben likes to sling the rock, we like to sling the slang. Uh, Marky D, what have you got for the listeners? Yeah, this well, week? Well, well, firstly, to, to switch to Australian vibes, even though we are Australian all the time. Um, it's super hot. Like, I'm, are you hot yet? It's I'm hot right now. Yeah, I put the aircon on. I was worried it was going to come through the microphone because it turned on big. But yeah, oh, I am like just roasting. Uh, it's it's and it's not. Even, it's about what probably twenty five or uh, maybe the uh, American seventy or eighty. But it's just really like uh, hot. Like it's just really muggy. Um, this this week I've got one, and it, it came to me this morning. I was trying to think about because uh, one of my friends asked me, "Do we eat kangaroo? Do we eat stuff like that?" And I wanted to bring up um, for our Steelers team right now, there's no going backwards. It's all about going forwards and winning games and playing the best football you can in the, in the last three games. And I wanted to bring up our um, our Australian emblem is uh, the kangaroo and the emu on, on both sides of the shield and the crest. Um, and the reason why we have those two animals is they can't walk backwards, right, Maddie? I'm pretty sure that they can't physically walk backwards. Do you not know that? I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you if you look it up, it's it's the Australian the Australian kangaroo and oh, the emu. you cannot walk backwards. Yeah, and neither can the kangaroo. They yep. they, they, they 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 you know the, the Australian motto is that we don't go backwards. There you go. Yep, all. you can't. Yep. Yeah. We always go forward. So I wanted to bring that up with the you know uh, a lot of a lot of people ask me do we do you eat kangaroo do you eat, eat emu and I think we're also one that I know from years back. I think we're like one of two countries. I can't remember who who the other country is. But we actually eat our own emblem. So, what I'm what I'm saying is, as as long as the Chiefs don't verse an, an Australian uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team, we're fine <laughs> because you know we're going to get after it and go forward, uh, and and they, they won't eat us for lunch. But uh, I thought that was a, a pretty crazy stat, and it's it's a bit like our identity in Australia. No matter what we go through, we push forward and and, and go after it. And the Steelers need to do that. I don't care who plays on both sides. If you're wearing the black and gold, you need to go out there and win. And if you're wearing the, what do they wear? Red. If they got the red stuff on, you know, whatever that is, um, then we're going to crush you. And I don't care if you've got my homies, because we talked about my homies. He, he's a superstar, but he ran 500 yards in the Super Bowl. So it can happen. He's got eight fumbles on the season so far. He's been sacked 25 times. Like it's, There you go. Um, you know, and, and TJ's coming for him, mate. <laughs> TJ's coming. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Um, do, do you have one this week or? I do, I do. I thought of one, so I didn't have one and you were talking and I thought we got our Australian on. Um, Mark, have you ever heard the word prezies? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but I don't think anyone <laughs> in the States are like prezies. Maybe they've been with thinking nah, of presentation. Surely they, surely they would call presents prezies. Yeah. Or is, that so... us? Is, that, is, that, is that just us? <laughs> I think it's just us. But yeah, it was, uh, so Christmas time is good. Or birthday, same thing. But people, when you're a kid, I think particularly more when you're a kid, I don't think I've used the word in a long time. But people would say, oh, did you get any good prezies this year? But it's actually, it's like Aussie. It's like with a double S, not a Z. Um, oh, we, yeah, yeah, so we even you guys, do... it's Christmas Day. Did anyone get any good prezies? Tell us in the live chat. Yeah, we, we, even do, um, we even do like, are you coming around for Chrissy? Yeah, Chrissy. Oh, we're yeah, terrible. Yeah. We're our Australian language is it just just whatever the word is. Chuck a ie on the end of it. <laughs> That's it. You know, come around the Savo for a barbecue. Man, it's good times, and it is good times. Yeah, let us know what, what you got for any any Steelers stuff for me. Uh, I got this shirt that I'm wearing on the podcast. Uh, I got the Troy Palamu uh, book. I need to read like the biography was fantastic. Uh, my eyes lit up when I saw that. For me, it's easy to buy. If you want to buy for me, it's anything anything Steelers related. I will not get angry at it. It's fine. Uh, what else did I get? I actually got a juju like little figurine thing that that 
that uh, next year, if he signs a big deal, I'll be, you know, maybe I'll put that in, the, in my background somewhere. Um, that's a little cool little figurine. I've got the I've got the AB Brown one too, but what do you do with that? You know, you, you can't do much with that. Um, what what I, I got a hoodie too, or a jumper, nice. a, a jumper coming for winter. Um, do you get anything anything kind of cool, Maddie? Yeah. So, well, it started off with the NFL shop not uh, delivering my. They lost my Steelers order, so that's great. Um, so refund coming for that, and have to wait another six weeks to probably ship that out with all the delays. So that's helpful. Um, but no, I, I, I did well. I got a, uh, I had a subscription to the Draft Network, which is very helpful for me um, as I build out War Room, which which airs on a Thursday, and we lead up in the draft in the off season, and this show as well. Um, so it's something I wanted. Uh, I got a big defensive scheme book because you know oh, yeah. I just don't can't get enough of being an NFL nerd. Uh, so that's helpful. Um, so I'm a nerd of steals. One of, one of Dave, Dave Schofield's nerds of steel. Uh, so that was pretty helpful. Uh, lots of other presents, but then a few people pulled in together and I got a new sound bar and um, sub for my TV. So that's going to be very good for watching Steelers games and hearing the hits and feeling like I'm on the field. So, um, oh, and I, also I, listen, listening, this year. listening to Joe Buck to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, Najee Harris, touchdown. Yeah, that's what you get from Joe Buck. That, that was pretty spot on, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You've heard me commentate, Mark. Maybe I should oh, maybe I should be calling So much better. So much better. You know I'm right. He's on now. He's doing the packing game. He's the most – probably a good guy, but he's so bland. Yeah, change it up, mate. Change it up. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was a good haul there. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what else it might be to come. But, um, yeah, like, let's, let's keep going with it. So – Mark, we talked a lot about their statistical, what have you. We talked about the players that are out, what have you. You have hinted so far this th- through this show about Najee Harris. What, and on our Merry, very Merry Christmas Stealer podcast that we did, um, you know, and so Merry Christmas to everyone again. You talked a lot about what, you know, the one gift you wanted for Christmas was Najee Harris doing a 40 plus yard run. Has that changed in the last few days? What do you want to see from Najee Harris in this offense this week? Mate, I want to see him run over someone, and I want to see him run for 40 yards. I want to see this offense get after it. I want to see them play physical football. It's getting colder in the States now, um, a lot colder, and it's the only. there's only three games to go. Um, you know, a lot of these players get, a, get a, a free chance to go visit KC and say, hey, what's up? And we definitely have to get after it, and we need to really play some really physical football. Um, I want to see Chase Claypool turn around and and you know really you know uh, fight for those catches, but also do like blocking wise. Um, I want to see Melvin Ingram on the other side. Nothing against him, but it would fit the narrative well if we can block him to the dirt all day. Uh, I just want to see them, you know, get, get him frustrated um, on the defense because KC defense wasn't the best a few weeks ago. They were letting up like 30, 40 points a game. Don't forget that. They've they've only gotten better the last few weeks on the on the seven on the seven game uh win streak. So, you know, they're not the best defensively. They're gonna miss a few guys. Well, with Nick um, Bolton out, I mean, he it's funny you talk about seven games and you talk about the performance in the last three or four weeks. Nick Bolton has been crucial to that. Like he's been playing out of his skin, um, you know, and really showing what a what an astute pick he was in the second round. So you know, I, I think, you know, that's, that's massive for their defense. They've lost one yeah. of the absolute key pieces. And, yes, they've got, you know, Jones, uh, you know, they've got the Honey Badger, what have you. But not having Nick Bolton is a massive hole in the middle for them. I reckon go after the Honey Badger. Like, go after guys like that who can ramp up the side for the Chiefs and send a message. You know, you don't let them get all firing after a sack or a big play because it fires the team up. Go after the key guys like that and, and, and block them or get in their way or get them frustrated. And what does it better than that is, is first down after first down and and moving Najee in this football. He was pretty, he was pretty, you know, pissed off last week that he they didn't play very well. And he saw them, even though they won, he was like he he um individually Najee didn't play his best game. He, he, he missed a few things out there. So um I could see him like I just in this whole season, I would like to see him just go off for for a buck fifty would be great. Wouldn't that be great to see this one game in, in, in his rookie season? And this will be would this be a great time, or even next week would be even a better time too versus the Browns at home. 
but a buck fifty or, or go off in a game where he's the MVP of the game. Um, just not to do with his like being physical, but stat wise as well. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's a interesting take on it with Najee. And you know, George Teston says, you know, I have a feeling Najee is wore out. Why would Ben run two QB sneaks in a row? I don't know. Like I I I don't necessarily think it could be that. I think it's the push from the O line and the tackles and what have you. And 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 Ben trusted that on that. I think because I think that touch the touchdown he did as well. I think it was between Green and Turner, and he probably thought there was a bit of shove there to be able to get the space. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, he may, I'm sure everyone's worn out at this time of the season. I did want to bring up in my live chat though, Brian Brown said, when you talked about Joe Bug, he's like, we get to hear what Tony Romo would do. Oh boy. I am so done with Tony Romo. Oh my gosh. Like it, it is so hard to watch. It's just, yeah. I, I had a lot of complaining. I'm, I know I sound very grinchy, but I'm, I'm very happy about Christmas. I'm just grinchy towards the NFL. No, nah, but it's fun. To, sometimes it's fun to complain about the commentators because Tony Romo is boring as well. But also, I don't want to hear Tony, like from Tony Romo. Don't tell me what Big Ben is. Oh, I'm going to go off. All right, fine. I'm going off. That's it. I'm right up doing the TJ Watt. Like, you know, I don't understand Tony Romo. It's Ben. Roethlisberger, he's won Super Bowls, he played longer than you, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, more passing yards, more touchdowns, more wins, more comebacks, shut up, you don't know what he's going to do, he would do your job 20 times better than you, he basically, if he calls the plays, he guns it in the dirt, like, you're done, you're not good enough, shut up, like, I am so done with hearing Tony Romo predict what Big Ben would do, you're not as good as one of Big Ben's legs, let alone his whole body, I'm done with it, they should get the clown off the television, when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers and commentating on Ben Roethlisberger. Sorry. Right, it's, it's fun, isn't it? Because I, I agree with you 1,000%, <laughs> mate. Like, I've said it a million it's times. So on the, it's so on bad. The, it's I've so said it a million bad. times on this program that Tony Romo is like, oh, Chase Claypool's in motion. He's got a good matchup versus the cornerback. Next minute, he's going to play one-on-one -on -one coverage, you know, getting all ready for a second and eight throw. And they hand it off. They hand it off to Najee. I'm like, you get it wrong every time, mate. Sometimes you get it right, but when you get it wrong, it's so funny. I forgot like, what why? I, I forgot what after which post game it was because I was watching it on YouTube, and um, it was the last week or so, and and Booger was basically slamming the Steelers, and like Randy Moss was stepping up and being like talking about Tomlin and where the Steelers are at and how they don't give up, and I just thought. It's really split, even amongst like we talk about the split amongst Steeler fans, but then you talk about the split amongst the rest of the league. Half the people are like Tomlin. Solid D, lots of injuries affecting play. You've got Ben Roethlisberger there. You've got some great talent at the tight end, running back position, wide receiver position. And then you have the other half of the league, they're just like, they're trash. And it's hard as a fan because sometimes, you you know, we don't answer about all the time. Mark and I cannot wait to have a game where the Steelers blow someone out. I know it's not Tomlin's style, but we want a 40 to 10, 40 to 9, you know, 50 to 12. We just want to see it because we haven't seen it in so long. But the reality is it's not necessarily the way they're going to play, but it doesn't mean that they're not good, you know? Like, And there yeah. are games where we, we don't want to see sacks and we don't want to see blown blocks, of course, um, and it's frustrating when we don't see them. But it's just funny, this split. And, like, I put it in the, the description for today's show. I read an article that had them on NFL.com called The Zombie Team, and they keep stomping, you know, they just keep this slow march toward the playoffs there, you know, biting off a limb here, getting, you know, falling over there, whatever. I don't care if they're a zombie team. I care that they're in the AFC championship game. Exactly, and I care right. that they're in the Super Bowl. Like, I honestly do not care. Like, you know what? as Tomlin says, we do not care. But I just, it's, I do find it interesting at times when I'm not frustrated. <laughs> this, like, there's this real divide. It's like Moses is part of the sea. And on one side, you've got the Steelers can do it. And the other, these are all the reasons why the Steelers can't. And it's just so funny to see that that's even outside the Steelers fan base. That's like a league wide thing. Yeah. A lot of these things too, with the, the social media stuff, we talked about a few times. It's like, it's, it's kind of like the 1% being as loud as the 99%. That makes sense. So the 1%, like I'll put it back to fire Tomlin, which is, I think is ridiculous. So the 1% say they want to fire Tomlin, right? But they're as loud as the 99%. Whereas a lot of fans in from BTSC, they're all around this team. They're, they're so, they're so excited to be, have a chance for the playoffs. And like I said, with the TJ Watt analogy, they don't want to lose. They don't want to tank. And we're not going to wait until April. We're not going to wait until next year. We're not going to wait until 2025 when we get a quarterback. 
We've got it here. It's right in front of our face. Uh, Big Ben can go out there. Najee's, Najee's um, our running back. And a second running back, we still don't know. It, it's still sometimes, right? But we have to get after it now. And it's football. We appreciate and watch football today. We don't watch yeah. it tomorrow. We don't watch it in the, like in the future and wait around for the future. It's madness that you want to go out there and tank. I, I can't. I can't believe that that, that these teams and, and, and fans want uh, you know uh, teams to tank all the time. I just don't get the mentality. Okay, you pick up a quarterback and you do great things, but there's no real point to it. You go out there, you, you play as hard as you can. You enjoy the football season as long as you do is when you enjoy with friends. Imagine, Manny, if I came up to you, I want your real answer. If I came up to you in the first time in the bar, I said, mate, how's it going? Mate, oh, you're, you're a Steeler fan. You're like, oh, yeah, mate, me too. And I said to you, oh, this team sucks. I can't wait till they lose. I can't wait till in two years' time. What would you say? I said, I'd be like, what? Why? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly my point. We wouldn't have a good conversation. You'd be, I'd be like, who is this loser? He's watching the game. He's taking time out of his day to watch the game. He wants them to lose so we can get a better draft pick next year and the year after and do a whole rebuild. No, we follow the storyline today. The storyline is our run game, our run defense isn't that good, but we can get better and we're getting turnovers and TJ Watt and Highsmith were getting after it. But I'm like the thing is like I'm known as a, like and I love that this is the case. When Jeff said it to me when I went on his let's ride before the season started, I was really happy. I'm known as a straight shooter. Like I'll tell you how it is. I'm not sitting in, this, in you know sitting here and saying you know the Steelers are shitting you know rainbows and unicorns out of their behinds. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just I don't need this mentality that as no one you know says that you know you want to people always want to say that we suck. Like I just. It, I just find it, but it's, it's almost, com- it's actually almost comical. If, if you can take a step back from it and you sit there and you're like, it's so ridiculous. Like you think about a, the analogy of like a boxer, right? If you're there in the 12th round, you've still got a chance to knock someone out. Pure and simple. I've seen in plenty of video where the guy's getting knocked out and then knocks the other guy out and he falls first. 100%. You know? Yeah, just, it, it comes down to the mentality, and I think that that kind of rubs off on the Steelers too. If you have some, you look at the Browns right now; they have been an awful franchise forever. They're so used to losing, right? We have to get our round around our team. We have to get our terrible towers and go as crazy as we can because we know we can win. When Renegade happens in that same in Hines, we get fired up. We start to play. Joe Hayden's back. Mink is starting to play better. Your mate, our mate, Terrell Edmonds is playing better. This key, this team can always get better. One hundred percent, they can get better. No doubt, it hasn't been the best season for sure. But we got a chance in the dance, and going into KC, um, you know, if we if we lose, the fire Tomlin crowd comes out as, as Brian Brown says. If we win, the fire Tomlin crowd is so quiet you can hear crickets, right? But you got to ride with your team the whole way, and I think we do have a good chance in this game because of the COVID protocols helping us out, and because it's it's the it's the you know in December it's colder. Um, Big Ben wants to go out as a winner. Like, you, you, we always bring the analogy up. You and I have played sport. You've played rugby, and, and I've played tennis, right? You don't go to that match. I don't go into a match going, oh, I'm going to lose this game. Then why would you go? Why would you drive all the way to, for me, go to Gosford, which is half an hour away? Why would I drive? Why would I put my shoes on? Why would I get my... I've actually, but I've actually been in teams where we did, and we got smacked. We got smacked by 50 or 60 points. Like, where the overall, like, I knew the sentiment around the team was we were going to lose. And we got smacked. Exactly. Like, we got, our, we got our butts handed to us on a silver platter. Like, it was it was awful. But I wanted to, yep. I wanted to pick up, um, and I want to pick up on Terrell Edmonds, actually, in a second, too. You know, the, the, the draft thing is always an interesting equation because you know how massive I am on the draft. And I'm going to do some, what I'm about to say, I'm going to do some background and, and some discussion of this in the off-season, both particularly on War Room, but we might even bring in some of this to this show potentially if you're interested, Mark. But I keep hearing this thing for a top five, like, you know, you want to move up in the first and what have you. If there's a player you really like to fit your scheme, I get it. But there's a lot of data now, if you look at the last five years of the draft, that says you're better to trade that first-round draft pick outside the top 10 and get multiple seconds and multiple thirds. One, you pay them less, right? So the cost of one, you know, first round draft pick in that top in that top scale in the top twenty picks, I think it meets the second in the middle of the second round or about thereabouts. Secondly, it's a lot less risk, right? Because you get two chances at picking a good player, right? We just talked about Nick Bolton taking in the second round. We talked about you look at Creed Humphrey, who the who the the Chiefs have. He's taken in the second round right? 
like, you know, after peak number, I think it was peak number 58, 59, 60 sort of thing, right? You look at the guys that were drafted in the, in the second and the third round that are doing Russell Wilson, third round, Tom Brady, sixth round. Now, I'm not saying there's a Tom Brady in every draft in the sixth round. There's just not. But the idea that you can trade up in the first round, like, look at the guys on our team. Taco Charlton was taken before TJ Watt. Look at the difference, right? And so this idea of tanking for a first-round draft pick, you're spending all this money, you're paying people 200 and something million for the season, and then you want to go and tank? And you and look at Trevor Lawrence, right? Now, he's in a bad environment. If he was in a different environment, I'm sure he'd be doing better, right? But even Mac Jones at the Patriots, is, is he worth tanking a full season for? No, that's why Belichick didn't try to tank. You know, some people might laugh at me and go, well, having Cam Newton as your quarterback, you were trying to tank, but he wasn't. And so there's that's the big hole in this idea of tanking for a top-round draft pick. I mean, Blake Bortles, did he get the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, a Super Bowl? No. Did he get them into the Super Bowl? No. Like, the idea that you trade for these for these players, it just doesn't. Look at Ryan Leaf. Look at Jamarcus Russell. Like, you know, look at Jimmy, Man, you know, Johnny Manziel. Like, so... People out there that want to sit there and tank, the best, if you're going to tank for, to try and get into 15th or 12th or somewhere like that, you're going to get a really good tackle, right? But he's not even going to be the best three or four tackles probably in that draft class. So is it worth doing? It's just not. If if you want to wish your team to lose the last three games or last four games, five games, um, I'm not going to question your fan card because everyone's, you know, everyone's a fan, right? But I'm just like, why would you bother? In my view, why would you bother watching the game? You know, the game the game of football and the game of sport and what we've played and watched, the idea of the game is to win the game. You play to win the game. You get after it, you cheer your team on, and you just play the best you can. And the reason why we support our team is when, when Najee Harris does run that 80-yard touchdown, you feel like you're part of that run, okay? You feel – you same thing with the immaculate uh, uh, reception. You feel like you're part of that. So why would you sit down and actually take your time and energy to watch them lose against KC, lose against Browns, lose against uh, the Ravens so we have a better middle-off pick? Oh, but actually, Mark, we're going to lose in the playoffs. Are we? Have you seen the playoffs yet? Oh, but no, five, five years ago, Mike Tomlin can't win that. He's got, he's got no players. He can't do that. Um, he's 8-80. and 80. He has no idea what to do. Uh, we got thrown out by the Browns and the Jags beat us. So what's going to happen next when, if we do make the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? Why would you take that time to go out there and, and, and cheer your team to lose? I would even, maybe I would question if it was your team, if you're cheering them to lose. Because I don't understand that. that. That's not the idea of sports. Sports is a winning mentality. Like you look at James Harrison. He's a winner. He, he teaches kids. He, but he, it's he throw, also, it's also away, different. Um, it's also different. Like, sorry. I don't know to Like, it's different like basketball. I understand. Like, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of it, but I understand if you, like in basketball, you've got, Five guys on the court at one time, right? I mean, you know, hockey's different because you've got to develop a player for three or four years before they even get into the NHL. Like, very rarely do they do that before that. I get, in, I, I understand in basketball why some teams want to do it because that one player on that difference in that court can change the course of things. But the NFL, and like, if you get someone that, you know, like a Steph Curry or someone that can score all these points, what have you. But the NFL, you've got 53 players on a roster. You've got 51 players or whatever it is that put on the game show. Every, every Like, the idea that you're going to tank to get this one guy that's going to fix everything. Uh, here you go. You're back. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I was waving, gesturing, and I knocked my microphone. <laughs> I'm very fired up. Mark, who, who's the, to close out this show, who's the difference maker for you this week? Well, we talked about TJ, so we're not, we're not going to pick him. Um, you know what? You know what I think it's going to be? I, I think, actually, I, I think it's Cameron Hayward. I, I, I have, if they're going to try and run this football, I think he's going to stuff the run. He's going to be the tone setter. I think he's going to get after it and really for the for the defense because I think all the other fellas will, will start to fly around the football. And if you're looking for a person to, to, to lead the way, and I always think, like, he's the same age as us, but he looks like he's 50, right? You know, like, doesn't he? He looks like he's older than us by about 25 years That's and like true. a true a true man in a leader. And I'm like, oh, that guy's my hero. But he's like, he's probably younger than me. <laughs> but if he's going to get after it, the young fellas like Taco Charlton, those kind of guys and, and Mondo, got to realize where you are. You got to realize where you're going. You're going to KC. We've won there twice in a row. This organization knows how to win there. We won the playoffs. 
We understand that they, the, the crowd fires up. At the same time, if we start to lead this game, they'll be quiet. The crowd will go so quiet. Mahomes gets in, in a bit of trouble, um, forced fumbles or, or a, a splash play. We're back in this football game and we can get after it. If, if Big Ben goes to DJ for a few times, we can get back after it too and, get, and start things flowing, you know what I'm saying? Things need to happen in, in that way and we have to just stick with the game plan and never give up on any, on any side of the football. Because like I said, like you said, well, you and I have gone on the, on the draft the draft zone. They're, these players don't care about the next players in April. They care about their, their family, their pride, their, their paycheck, and they want to get after it. And when you suit up and put all the armor on, you, we've talked about it as, as well. If you play, if you don't play physical 100%, you, you have a chance of getting injury, and they don't want that. So, and it's a pride thing right now. It's like seven, six, and one. We beat the Tennessee Titans, who are number one seed. Go into KC and, and and just give them a game. Give them a give them a give them a go and see what happens. And we could win because the the other side half their teams out or a lot of key players are out. Yeah, love it. That's it, mate. For me, <laughs> for me, it's Terrell Edmonds, right? Yeah, there you go. And 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 I say that because, like, I mean, this is the thing. Like, this season so far, he's played in you know all fourteen, you know, the games. One interception. He's been targeted forty six times. Allowed twenty six completions for a fifty six point five percent completion rate. One hundred and eighty eight yards. Only seven point two per attempt. Uh, he's only allowed two TDs. He allows a quarterback rating of 71.6. Uh, you know, he's got, you know, one sack on the season so far, one, you know, one quarterback pressure, 76 tackles. He has missed about 10% of his tackles, but, you know, sometimes that's schematic uh, when you talk about missed tackles. I just think Terrell Edmonds, whether Kelsey's playing or he's not, you know, without Devin Bush, I think he is he is absolutely key to this game and he is what's going to really support this, you know, the guys like Haywood, you know, um, Hayden, TJ Watt, Minka in doing what they do. So, yeah, I'm excited. And honestly, I just think Terrell Edmonds could be the game changer here. And you know what? I'm going to do a bold prediction. I think he even can get like an interception or a fumble, false fumble. Yeah, well, I actually saw in, in the old, the comment land, the, you know, the YouTube land, the Facebook land. And I, I really, these things fire me up, but maybe they're, maybe they're just, they're paid trolls. I don't know. One bloke said on the internet, and you know the internet's so massive, right? He said, he said, he said, he said, Edmonds was a bust. I don't, I don't believe that. And I, I know you... he's not. He can <laughs> listen to a lot of shows I've done. Edmonds is actually not a bust. And I know you know that too. I, I just, yeah. Look, some of these takes and our takes could be, you know, so wrong as well. But the way that Edmonds has been playing, he's been playing some really good football. And last week he had some really sound tackles. And you know, Joe Hayden led the way, being example on that tackle. Um. I don't know what to expect this game. I'm going to hope and 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 cheer them on for them to, for a victory. I really hope they can win, and I'm just keen for a good game. 4:30 p.m. I think it is, and it's 8:30 a.m. for us um, to to get after it. And hey, if we win this game, Maddie, how how exciting will be next week? Will be 100, 100. Then there's two games to go. You know, 100%. And the Browns the Browns are losing right now, 21 to 12. If they lose, their playoff chances are done. Um, if the Ravens or Bengals win, they have a, a, a better route to win the AFC North. And if we win this game versus the Chiefs, anything can happen. And we've seen it from our Steelers before. No idea about this this tank mentality, even if it was a few weeks ago. Well, they still wanted to do it now. Um, you're going to turn up the play tomorrow. That's it. Well, I'm just going to finish that Terrell Evans point once and for all, right? You know, I've talked about this before. If you like pro football reference, they do an approximate value or approximation value for each player at the end of each season. They basically went back and they looked at all the different positions, 2012 to 2019, and the average AV for each each position. The average AV for a safety is 5.7. Now, obviously, Terrell Edmonds factors into this because he was a safety taken, you know, in, in that draft time as well, but toward the latter half. 5.7 5.7 is that average for a first-round safety, right? Terrell Edmonds, first two years in the league, six, six, third year, fifth. He's in his fourth year now, and we'll see what his AV is at the end of the season. So that shuts down that. But it's what you said, Mark. This week, you know, this sets us up for a really nice, you know, finish to the season. It really does. And, you know, I think today's been an awesome show. It's been awesome watching different people jump in and out. So the numbers have sort of stayed steady. We had people drop in and out. But it's so good to see the BTSC family in here. It's Christmas Day. You know, we, we hope you can spend it with those you love as well. 
but you love the Steelers. And this, hopefully the Steelers can do the BTSC family and solid and get a win this week. Uh, that would just really tip it off for everyone. You know, thoughts and prayers with Big Press, one of the Steeler family, uh, you know, with everything that he's going through and thoughts and prayers with everyone that's, uh, you know, and actually not this crap when there's something bad happens, like actual thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everyone, anyone dealing through a tough time, hopefully the Steelers can lift us all up this week with a win and we can have an awesome um you know, just an awesome end to this season and a march into the playoffs. So with that, Mark. Go Steelers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.